Listener Production. A massive edition of Footy Talk for your Monday. Abby Holmes in studio with Jay-Z Clark talking all things news, debuts. We're going to talk overreactions from the weekend's round one of footy. I might even drop the F-bomb. It's going to be massive. Strap yourselves in. It's a Footy Talk podcast coming up next. Footy Talk pod time for your Monday, your daily dose of news, interviews and analysis from the world of footy and an absolute treat for you on your Monday, jam-packed stars in the studio as I welcome on debut... Abby Holmes. Oh, good day, Daisy. It's great to be here on a Monday to obviously dissect round one. What a ripping weekend it was. Unbelievable. Weren't the stories coming uh, thick and fast? Jay, I know, Jay, but that's, how, that's, how good, that's how good the round of footy was. Does. I can't even wait for the introduction. i just got to jump. That's how excited I am about what we saw at the weekend. Well, that is the voice. That is the voice, of course, of Triple M's finest number one yes. news reporter at the Herald Sun there, Jay-Z Clark. Jay, you are 100% right, though, because yes. the round one footy was absolutely electric. Yep, and, and how's our tipping going? Like the stunning upsets, and this is what the AFL wants, right? Unpredictable storylines. I thought Fremantle with the absolute lock of the week, and then sure enough, Ross the boss just comes out, reminds everyone he can coach, and we saw right throughout the weekend, yeah, North Melbourne under the new coaches, there were just upsets galore, um, some incredible individual performances, love the big crowds, we're going to talk about it all. Well, the crowds, you just touched on it there. The appetite for the AFL being back is arguably never better. We Looked forward to Gather Round. We've looked forward to Anzac Day in the previews as we do. They're already sold out. But round one, we yep. had 88,000 on Thursday night, 86 on Friday, 60-plus yesterday for Hawthorne v Essendon. <laughs> the appetite abs is as good as it's ever been. I, I don't think I've ever been a part of round one with more excitement, to be honest. Mm. Um Third highest attendance in history across round one with 392,000. But as well, I think not having the AFLW and, and you know, them kind of filling that summer means that it is genuinely night one on a Thursday. You've got Richmond and Carlton going head to head. So it was that feeling of utter excitement of just having footy back. Jay-Z, you think of crowds. Has there been a moment when you've been there as a journo, as a spectator, as a fan in the crowd where you've known it's been massive? Yes. Two, I genuinely spine-tingling hair stand up at the back of my neck to two crowd moments. When Goddard took the mark in the 2010 oh, drawn grand final, I, I, my whole body was just like, wow, that was unbelievable. And I think Jamie Elliott, when he kicked the goal to beat Essendon, was at round 23 last year from the boundary line, yep. and he just turned around oh, yeah. like you used to, Daisy. <laughs> just turned just around. Say what of it. Damn, I'm good. <laughs> Give it to me, guys. That's Give it to me. I've got, I've got a couple. Yep. Yes. So the 2017 prelim, Richmond GWS, and 90,000 diehard Richmond supporters. Obviously, GWS had to travel and they didn't. And they bought their whole supporter base, so they filled up 1,000 of it. So that that noise that just went across the MCG as they advanced to a grand final is something that I'll always remember. But also, 2018, Dom Sheed. Yes. Uh, Obviously, grand finals are a different ball game. There's no doubt about that. But that kick and then the crowd just erupting is something that I'll remember forever. My historical one was 2010 prelim when we're pies, we jumped the cats, uh, oh. it was all over at half time and the Collingwood chant as they Collingwood yeah. and they rang it out for the best part of an yeah. hour. Just they did yeah. not stop. They went absolutely bunter and this Friday night just gone, 
when Darcy Moore ran down Ollie Henry after yeah. he'd kicked a goal and he'd given the little, I can't hear you to the crowd. Yes. And then he gets mowed down waltzing <laughs> into the open. I was sitting at home. You yeah. could feel it coming through your screen. It was that yes. bloody noisy. And that is the unmissable theatre. Forget maths. Forget Survivor. <laughs> that is the number one theatre. It's the theatre of sport. Now, you guys know that I'm a headline guy, right? You I, I, I like headlines. Headline. So I've just, you know, I've been tapping away here on my computer and I've got a couple of headlines um, from round one already. How many? Well, I've got three. Three enough. So what do you want us to do? You, do you, you pick your favourite. We'll decipher. Tell we'll, me what the, we'll take the sieve to it yes. and see which is a good one. T- tell me what you think was the best story. See, from, as from, this is what he does. So okay. he brings this to us, he workshops it, and yeah. you'll see it in tomorrow's okay. time. Yes, yes. And I, I'm not guaranteeing it's going to be good either. <laughs> so. approval. Yeah. Anyway, what about this one? She's Louise. North Melbourne debutante fires. Mm. She's Louise. So what's the Louise bit though? Well, she, you know, like, as in she's just, Louise, yes. but she's all. Yeah. Pretty Come good. on, Daisy. I would have gone with she's all a belter. <laughs> all right. What about what about this next one? <laughs> Job for life. <laughs> Ross Lyon <laughs> <laughs> dominates back in second sequel at only sequels and killed her. Anyway, the job for life is the main yep. part. I yep. like that. Like sign him up forever. Yeah, How yeah. good is he? I'm gonna leak audio more often. <laughs> It was all deliberate. It, it, tell you what, though, the, the way he handled that entire week, lowering expectation. We Didn't were talking he? last week about how yeah. we were concerned that oh, they've yeah. released a list of injuries and oh, we're it's depleted, just, the and injuries. it's just a free hit for them. Yes, and then he comes out and yes. produces that. Is he's bloody he smarter than we. He's did. a genius. Oh, he's isn't he? We love Ross Lyon. And last one, of course, and this not only maybe the feel good moment of round one could be the feel good moment of the whole season. It was unbelievable, titillating Tipper when he oh, come on yeah. and kicks. The goal, yeah, like the Essendon fans, you were there, Daisy, they loved it. And then he um, takes a contested mark and he could be the super sub. So um, what do you think? She's Louise, job for life or titillating tip? Oh, where are we going? See the Bombers fly up. They're currently yes. sitting top on the AFL ladder yes. after round one. So I'm a massive fan of yep. Waller. Love yep. the fact yep. that he's back running around in the AFL. So I'm yep. going to go with option I number think, three, please, Jay. I think Very Lee good. Montagna summed it up beautifully in the call yesterday. Footy is better when Waller is playing. Oh, yeah. oh great. Which yeah. we absolutely love. We actually, that one. And he's got the guts. Like, let's be honest. Yeah, like, well, let's he, embrace him. Under, he hasn't played for 500 no. odd days. So, and and he just come out there and did his yeah. thing and he's an instinctive player. And you, like, you just don't have to be the robot. Sometimes we want the players to be robots, don't they? But um, I just love that he's climbed this mountain and he fired and the Essendon faithful absolutely adore him. And you just know, being obviously a super sub, the tactics behind that now, that yep. he's going to give you a burst of electricity. Yep. The only issue would be if he had to be subbed on early. They yes. went down with an injury early. Yeah. But again, that's a risk you're willing to take with a player of the quality of what Waller is. We put out on the socials, uh, Instagram at footy talk underscore pod and TikTok footy talk pod, one word to describe round one. Did you have a word to describe it? I'm just going to roll with Interesting, yep. I think. Jay, you mentioned it, but the four new coaches, four wins to them, the perfect way to kickstart their 2023 campaign. So I think it's going to be an interesting season moving forward. But, um, yeah, I would have to run with that one. We got a few responses. We had a hit from S Reality. They wrote Depression, so they're obviously Ooh. a Hawthorne supporter. <laughs> uh, Stoke Phillip wrote Flagpies. Yeah. Priv.Phillips, uh, hopefully a relative or maybe not of... Stoke Phillip, Jesus. 
<laughs> That's not bad, Jake. Uh, excitement, flag pies, and someone didn't understand the brief and wrote Toby Green. So <laughs> <there's> some, <laughs> there is some real excitement, though, and she's as well. The debuts. Yes. Oh, they man. were, that was unbelievable. But, yep. Abs, you were casting an eye across Jason Horn Francis. You saw some of the Adelaide as well. Mm. What did you make of not just debuts in sense of AFL debuts, but debuts at new clubs? Yeah, look, obviously, Jason Horn Francis is one that I can't go past. He's effort versus the Lions. So 25 disposals, seven clearances, 11 score involvements, a goal in a 54-point win against, you know, last year's top four side really yeah. in the in the Brisbane Lions. So we can't forget the amount of pressure that's on the shoulders of Jason Horn Francis. Either a number one pick a couple of years ago now, um, obviously one year at North and then so much attention in him requesting a trade back home to Adelaide. So the fact that he's come out here and he's performed the way that he did, I loved his socks as well, the old knee high. His shorts are near on a choking <laughs> hazard. They are up bloody high. <laughs> um, so he's one that I could not go past, yes. but I also... Wanted to mention Isaac Rankin's yeah. first half only. Yep. First half. Yep. 14 disposals, six marks inside 50, 10 score involvements for two goals four in a half of footy. Mm. Obviously, Adelaide then um, weren't overly flash in the second half and the Giants managed to get the job done against them. But Isaac Rankin, he's going to light it up mm. in Adelaide. And that's great because those two guys in particular will carry two of the biggest spotlights this yep. season, right, because of the trades, etc. So they knew, Daisy, and you tell us, what is it like when you when when the, you know the spotlight is on you? You know, you, mm. you move to Carlton, yep. you're coming up against Collingwood. Guess what? You know everyone, 90,000 in the MCG, 88,000 of them are going to talk about you. So what is that like when you know you're stepping into that absolute pressure cooker and spotlight? Well, those guys have had the perfect start because the best way to answer any criticism or critics is to go out there and put your best foot forward. Let your footy do the talking. They're obviously not injured or anything like that, which is the battle that I was facing at the time. I was going out at 75%, still trying to pretend like I was the player I was. But for those guys, (laughs) when you roll out and you actually let your footy do the talking, it's brilliant. Jason Horn francis couldn't be happier for him. He got smacked last year. It's almost unfair to the line of bullying how much attention Mm -hmm. he was given and how much we dissected everything that he did, yep. wasn't doing ice bars, is he a Brad, is he a delinquent, all this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. He's just a young kid that wanted to go home. A- yeah. And that's what I think we forget is they are kids. 18 and years old, yep. As an 18-year-old, you don't know how they're going to react or respond when they're taken out of their home life, that yep. kind of environment where they're comfortable and yep. their family and their friends are around them. So for Jason Horn Francis, he's a quality, you know, South Adelaide product in the SANFL, very close to, you know, his mum, then moving into state for the first time yeah. and having that added pressure of a number one draft pick. You cannot blame that guy mm. for wanting to go home. And if you're a little bit immature like I was at the age of 18, you've got to make mistakes, Daisy, Correct. so yeah. these things happen. But I tell you, the, the debutants which caught my eye, I mean, Harry Sheasel, unbelievable, mm. for his second ever game at halfback. And again, that's a win for North. So everyone's saying, oh, North have missed out with Horn Francis, yeah. but they got Sheasel on the back of the super trade they did with getting rid of him. Would, yep. There's not a North Melbourne supporter yep. in the whole postcode that would swap Jason Horn Francis for Harry Sheasel after his debutant at the mm-hmm. weekend. They are happy with shit. The class, it was unbelievable. 34 uh, possessions. But I, I want to give a shout out to a guy, and he was flying under the radar a little bit, Ruben Jinby for West Coast. And they were a bit average, but he laid 12 tackles in his debut. And he's a man-child, uh, Daisy. He was very he's strong and powerful and crunched into the North Melbourne players all time. So I liked him. And Ollie Henry, obviously, stepping into the spotlight, the MCG on Friday night. Lots of theatre around that one. Daisy, how can I forget? Yes. Talking of debuts, 
Saturday night footy. I had the absolute privilege. The dream team. Of being side by side with your great self <laughs> yeah. on the boundary. Yeah. How did you find it yes. at the MCG? Well, you know that I was a touch late getting there. I was Late. They're on air and he rolls in late. Well, I've spoken to the producers because I had a full yes. day of racing out yes. at Mooney Valley. Uh, yeah. All-star mile day. So I was out there yeah. doing my work for Points Bet on Channel 7. Mm. And there was unfortunately another fall. Uh, T.O. Nugent went down mm. and therefore there was a delay in the races. So I was absolutely scrambling to get to there. Flew into the MCG, went upstairs, got changed, got escorted down on the ground. Still had all my bags with me. <laughs> Didn't drop them off, had my, you know, my carry-on luggage plus my little work bag. And literally got mic'd up, thrown on the started talking to me about the North Melbourne game. I'm like, oh. Thankfully, I'd scrolled the phone just as I was on my way down. You knew the I score. saw that Sheasel had played well yeah. and I saw that North Melbourne won. So I had a little bit to well talk done. about. But then sitting on the boundary, yes, this is the one thing I, I hadn't known, obviously working in specials, you yeah. feel all the dead air. Yes. You don't actually say a lot on the boundary. <laughs> he turns to me at one point in time and goes, abs, abs. <laughs> Is it normal to not say or do anything for a little while? <laughs> because I, Do I need to do something? <laughs> like I just felt like I was oh. sitting there watching. Yes. And to some extent I was, but, you know, obviously your work fires up if there's an injury mm. or quarter times and the yeah. big breaks. But it's certainly a learning curve. But abs was unbelievable. I was honestly, I was a question a minute. Yes. What do I do here? What yes. do I do here? You How took do him do? under your wing. She he certainly did yeah. and it was brilliant. So yeah. I thank great. you, abs. But I do want you to answer this question, true or false. You had a little bit of a glow going on in your face. Did you raid Tasha's bathroom drawer and find some (laughs) fake tan drops to put on the night before or what was going on there? A a bit of terracotta. What's happened? Isle of Paradise from Mecca. Really? (laughs) You get two drops in your daily moisturiser. On it goes, just really? simmers oh, overnight, wow. you come up and you look a million bucks. Yeah. There's so much more to think about in TV, isn't there? Mm. Well, there is. And the one thing the that glow. I was, uh, the glow, and obviously plenty of makeup was thrown on my good self, uh, but the one thing that was the hardest thing to adapt to, when you do radio, you've got to use all the describing. You know, you have to do it, you have to explain mm. yes. it so because it's not a visual forum. Yes. I was trying to struggling with the fact that what to say when you actually know the people are watching it yes. as well. So it's very descriptive. Yes, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll be learning from that, but I do thank you very, very much for that. No, hey, well that's done, a really Daisy. pumping start. Coming yep. up, we're going to talk about some of the overreactions and yes. throw a few of our own in from the weekend that was. This is the Footy Talk podcast. This is the Footy Talk Podcast. Jump on Instagram, footytalk underscore pod, or TikTok, footytalkpod. Leave us a comment. Get involved in the show. We'll touch on the things that you want us to talk about because we are very interactive. Jay, it was a massive round one, so there is some newsy stuff. Yeah. The number one newsbreaker in the business, so give it to us. Yeah, massive. And I think there's going to be a big eye on Melbourne this week to see what sort of changes they make because Kasai Pickett, two matches for the spearing bump on Bailey Smith. I think Pickett very, very lucky. And we disagreed over this, Daisy, but I think Pickett very lucky that Bailey Smith wasn't more injured in that. Otherwise, it could have been a longer spell on the sidelines for two weeks for Pickett. I think Melbourne will take that and run because that's uh, probably Probably a good result, to be honest. But we'll be down there watching him train this week because Salem, Fritch, Viney and Steve May could all come back in for the game against Brisbane. They play Sydney the following weeks. Now, for a team who was incredibly impressive on Saturday night, they destroyed the dog. To get four best 22 players back in, that is an almighty injection. Concern at Geelong around the defence, of course. Tommy Stewart, probably the number one defender in the competition, out for potentially three or four weeks of that medial ligament injury. He slipped on that slip 
slippery MCG surface. So Alessandra Koenig's going to be a bit of a test. He tweaked that knee as well. So some concerns for the Cats. You just quickly, you guys, are you guys worried about the Cats? I know the... You know, well, raining we, can touch, we can touch on this in a minute. We'll get to that in a yeah, second. All right. Reactions. What so, about Buddy? Is yes, he... he's yeah one match for him. Yep. So he's that and run. Yeah, t- yeah. It was more of a glancing blow, but I think as we've seen with the whole concussion story, it's the biggest story in the game, yeah. right? It's a huge worry. So the AFL is adamant; they want to be protecting the head. And I think if you got your head over the ball, like that, that we should be protecting players' heads, if you know what I mean. Sometimes there's accidental stuff and blah, 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 but if you're Bailey Smith or you're Charlie Constable, you did need to be protected in that moment. Hypothetical, Paddy yep. Cripps' hit against the Brisbane player, Archie, was it? That was horrific. Would that, if that was round one this year, how many? Oh. Yeah, oh, he'd get two weeks, but it just wouldn't be overturned at the tribunal <laughs> because of the absolute bulldust legal spiegel. Um, anyway, so that that was a real... Always um, fun to fire those yeah, debates up. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You'd have to think that McAdam as well would copper a couple of weeks. His hit was yes. very, very was similar hard. to Cozzy Pickett. Yes. And Both the, the same so action, the same the motion. Bump, the bump is officially dead. To all players who will be listening, and I know they will, do not bump. Yep. Tackle. Yes. Do not bump yep. because if you tackle someone and you get it wrong, you're still going to go to the tribunal if you sling them, but do not bump. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I agree. It's gone. Also, bad news at North Melbourne. Tristan Cherry rucked um, in game one against West Coast, the win over there. He's really hurt that angle and may need mm. surgery oh, on wow. a syndesmosis. So you think Toddy Goldstein Just comes in back. for the trip west against uh, Fremantle. Of course, you are under the pump after the round one uh, loss. And uh, But good news for Liam Jones, the Western Bulldogs defender, hurt his neck in the contest against Melbourne on Saturday night. He looks good to go to play round two. And that defence, that whole team defence was real mm. poor on Saturday night. So they need to keep uh, him. It unraveled once he went off, though, to be fair. Yeah. They that? were holding strong enough for how much ball was coming down. Well, what on earth has happened? Like, they were poxed defensively last year, Western Bulldogs. They trained this new system and looked good over summer. And then Melbourne kicked eight goals from the back 50 to the forward 50, which is a huge number. Mm. Like, that that's that would never be enough be, to worry Luke Beveridge. Never get excited by preseason when you're playing against yourself because if the yes. def- defence looks strong, that means the forwards are being... And we saw that a little bit on the weekend that the Western Bulldogs forwards, that big four-man three, <laughs> that's a universal for Puopolo. Um, so I don't think we see the uh, three big tools. I don't think – I think that didn't experiment – Four. Well, the four, four we didn't see much. It was a rotation. The yes. only three were on the ground yeah, at one time. I think Darcy has to go back. Agree. Has to go back. Anyway, let's yep. get to a few of the overreactions from the weekend. Oh, yep. uh, anything – catching your eye out of Richmond Carlton or anything in particular? Where do you uh, want to go with um, this? Well, I found it interesting that Damien Hardwick didn't miss Shy, Shea Bolton yep. after the, the snap shot miss. Um, said he's got to be a bit better at, at that. Um, so I don't know that that is an overreaction. It was quite pointed, I thought, but probably a good call. That's a coach. I think Shea Bolton last year kicked 43 goals, 41, yeah. which is not super accurate, is it? In fact, it's no. a bit inaccurate. So he's got work to do. Um, interesting that Chris Fagan said his lines were essentially complacent. Was that an overreaction or do you think he's nailed it there? Like, I think he nailed it. It's a big call, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. To, uh, yeah come out losers by 54 yeah. points against Port Adelaide yeah. on the weekend. That's, yeah, yeah very complacent stuff. Especially when your defence is the thing that laps. That's the thing that you have to be switched on to all the yes. time. Your yeah. offence can just somewhat flow on the back of being really good defensively. Yeah. But when they're a team that has to really work hard to learn that defence before it becomes second nature, yeah. I think that's a fair shout. What about West Coast, right? They're flying to the radar. We They've been horrible for since the flag, right? 
do they need to do something similar like with Hawthorne did with trading out Tom Mitchell and Jager O'Meara? Tell me if this is a overreaction or not. It's time for West Coast to bite the bullet. Yeah. They've kept a whole lot of these premiership players in and still get towed up by the worst team in the competition in North Melbourne. Is it time? Is West Coast thinking it's a lot better than it actually is? The ship's probably sailed on a few of them, to be honest. I, I love the older talent they have there, mm. but in terms of trading them out and sending them somewhere, who are you going to take? Yeah. Yo's probably the Missed only the one. Yeah. Um, Gaff, you know, McGovern. Is, you know, to the point, Nick though, Nat. is are you trading Gaff? Are you trading him for a second round, third round pick? No. Probably not. You're probably mm-hmm. going to take the youth and yeah. develop them yourself. So it could be some long yards there. Uh, the Bombers, we're talking oh, about them. Yeah. All of a sudden, we're reading in the paper today they're a chance to play finals I'm ads. all about the Bombers. <laughs> yeah. Sitting oh, top the ladder, as I said previously. But Turn it up. Hey, the first month of footy. Yeah. Do you reckon we're going to see the Bombers sitting in the top four? Because it is highly probable. Let me tell you why. Please. Okay? Go on. Obviously, quality win yesterday against the Hawks. Yes. Suns, Saints and Giants to come. Mm. Suns, Saints, Giants. They're yeah. all very winnable games. Yes. This is the beauty the of Essendon. Be on? You could see them going four and zip, and from here you could yeah. see them going one and three. <laughs> Suns? Could, where, and oh, Suns, while we touch Saints on the Suns. What is going on with the Suns? If they don't make finals this year, I am extremely concerned mm. for them as an organisation. I've been the biggest defender of Stewie Jew, pumping him up, playing the kids, yep. trying to find a system that works. The competition seems to have improved a lot more than they have mm. in the last six months. But if you, did you have them in your eight? I didn't, no. Well, then what's the pass mark? But this is it. You can't just perennially be running from... Six through, or not even That's, six, they haven't made it. Nine have, through 14. Yeah, and they haven't proved it, have they? They haven't been in the top no. eight ever since they entered the competition. Yes, so. so compare them to the Giants who've at least made it to prelims and grand finals. Grand finals. Yeah. Do you know what the problem with the Suns, though, is? What is that? Avenue. Does anyone care? <laughs> does anyone care that they're crap? The mm. AFL, surely. Yeah. They do, right? But there's, I don't know. Is everyone going, oh, you're really worried about the sun? Like, that's the problem, yeah. right? Have they got re- have they got relevance yet? And that's partly due to the their uh, underperformance over mm. their first decade. But uh, they are a headache for the competition. How much more help and assistance can you give a team? You could. Oh, they've almost had too much help. Yeah. You know what? Because then that then that blows up their salary cap, and then they're trading out Jack Bowes and Pick Seven for nothing, right? Mm. So it's almost been too much assistance. There's too much talent. Um, yeah, they got it. it oh, they need to get cracking quickly. I'm going to drop the F word here. Go. Flag pies. <laughs> yeah. Are we buying the pies? Flag pies. The hype around them from yep. last year and, a, and the great unknown of they won a lot of close games. Craig McRae came out and said, I think we've improved so those close games won't be one goal wins, they'll be four yep. goal wins. From what we saw on Friday night, 21 points down twice yep. to come out and then kick eight or nine unanswered. Yeah. Oh, wow. I am such a fan of Craig McRae. Yes. And just you can tell that the players yep. legitimately want to want to go into battle for him and want to play and want to win for him. Mm. But to go from 17th in the competition to a top four finish yep. and then to come out and roll the reigning premiers round one, I'm yep. excited to see what this Collingwood side is going to produce this year. And it's just yep. it's an exciting brand of footy, yep. you know. Like they're fast, they're ferocious, just aggressive. Yep. And, yeah, I think the world is their oyster in terms of what they can create in, in season 2023. He's football's Pied Piper, Craig McCray. <laughs> yeah. Like he skips down punt row going... Yeah. Bloop, 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 bloop. And then Mary Pies just sort of... just <laughs> Ted Lasso someone compared him to the other day. <laughs> Who's that? Ted Lasso. Really? Yeah. Of his, uh, but he's just one of the nicest guys yep. you'll meet as well, and but correct. obviously a very, very good 
coach. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and the, the strategy behind it. Their style. So they say over summer, they're like they played offensively and quickly last yeah. year. They go over some like we're gonna we're gonna go even faster. Yeah. we're gonna mm. do it even more quickly. We're gonna get more offensive. And then you watch them come out and smack Geelong kick their highest score in five years. Poor old Nathan Buckley couldn't get him to a hundred points. You know, like I don't know, twice two in weeks. two years. <laughs> Just kidding, Bucks. Don't tweet me. I know you're tweet a big him. fan of it. Don't listen. Um, <laughs> You know, and so they've completely changed their spots. They're Chameleon, um, the Magpies, and Jordan Dugowie looks like a man who could be a top five, top ten player in the competition. Well done to the Pies for backing him in and well done to him for turning things around. The biggest call, arguably, of the weekend was Dan McStay's dad, Friday night, roaming Mm. Brian, said if they win, he will tattoo every player a premiership tattoo for nothing. Love that. Is that a bit carried away or not? How much do they cost? How much do the premiership tattoos cost? I don't have any tattoos, so you're going to have to fill me in. We were lucky enough to have a bloke by the name of Nugget down at uh, the tattoo shop in Bundura. You got a free one as well. the same thing. So we rolled in there about the Wednesday after. There's about 10 of us, just a procession, and away he goes, just pumping out the tattoos. Mm, You know when Pendles gets a tattoo, then it is a really (laughs) big effort. Like, he is a clean skin man. They put a bumper sticker on a Ferrari, as they say, Jay. (laughs) to go far either. I think McStay's dad, is it Swan Street? Yeah, yeah. it's down there. I think he was offering. Yeah. Right. The K from the G. Yes. Roll straight in. Yes, Roll perfect. Off a flag. But nah. how did he play McStay? I mean, because he's not someone who gets big numbers or... He was you know, part of a team. Like, mm, that's the thing. I think well, we well. all expected him to want to or thought we wanted to see him come yeah. out and be the hit up forward, your Wayne Carey-like presence. He just has to play a role within that yep. team, within that system, and he was more than capable of doing that. Kicked a couple at it, a couple of looks at it. Yep. He'll get better that, for that. And exactly right, just playing a role, not having to come out and be a, a star. But yep. somebody who I was really impressed with on Friday night was Mason Cox and just yes. the way that he attacked the footy. Yep. Mm. I feel like over the last couple of years he, he – his confidence might have been lacking a little bit, mm. seemed a little bit timid in the way that he approached an aerial contest. But watching him go about it on Friday, yeah. Yeah. I, I was really proud of him actually because yeah. he doesn't have to, you know, clunk marks and kick goals, but as long as he's competing in the air and bringing the footy to ground for their smalls, then he's doing his job. He certainly is. Shout out too to Brody Grundy who was awesome for the Ds. Mm. Looks like he's going to have a massive year. Hey, this has been the Footy Talk Podcast. Abs, thank you very much. You've been awesome. Jay, outstanding. Amazing. Join us again tomorrow when Lee Tanya and Nick Rewalt bring you shit talk, real talk. It's the Footy Talk podcast, your daily dose of news, interviews, and analysis from the world of footy. Listener.